0: up y'all it's jlp the host of mastering single podcast coming to you with this brand new episode hope you had a wonderful day a wonderful week and i'm looking forward to just share this word this teaching with you and um just quickly by the title you can't receive more unless you rest and there's also parentheses right there you can't do more unless you rest and if you guys have been just tuning in to the mastering single podcast since 2018 you are uh, perhaps familiar that we released a um episode not an episode but really a series that was titled detox to reset in 2019 actually this month yeah in 2019 in september we released that series and so this episode that we're going to be talking about tonight is very close in relation to that series but however there's some new points that I just want to go ahead and um illuminate and share with you guys um especially as we are getting ready to enter the last quarter of 2021 now many of us we perhaps are familiar that you know familiar with the saying that you know like we have to um, rest right we have to rest in order to do more um, but how many of us have heard that we can't receive more unless we rest both phrases are very important for all of us to meditate on but you know it's very profound um when 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 i was just meditating on you know you can't do more unless uh you can't receive more excuse me unless you rest for some of us, it's like receiving should be easy, right? Receiving should be automatic. Uh, you know, I, I, if someone is giving me a gift, I shouldn't need to, to rest. I just needed to get take that gift, right? I'm not tired. But, however, um, on tonight's episode, I'm going to show you through scriptures how indeed it's so important for us to rest when it comes to receiving certain things that God has for us. For example, certain assignments, Uh, certain blessings even um, and also certain doors that God wants to lead us to enter and so uh, before I go ahead and just share some scriptures with you all I just want to go ahead and just share just these three points that I believe if we do not rest um, we're going to we're going to experience right you're gonna feel these manifestations right in your body and your mind number one fatigue if we are not sleeping enough, if we are not taking time to really cool down, we are going to be fatigued. Number two, imbalance. Imbalance means that, you know, due to the lack of sleep as well, right? And due to the lack that, you know, you don't give yourself a chance to breathe or whatnot, you're going to notice that. Um, you're gonna have different hormone levels, right? You're going to notice that um, maybe you even are not eating regularly the way that you're supposed to because you're like going, going back and forth to the point where you, you lose you lose um, you know track of time. So you're like, oh man, I forgot to eat. I forgot to eat uh, this morning and now it's already 7 p.m. at night. And so that creates a lot of imbalance in you. And the imbalance is not good. Not only will it make you fatigue and uh, yeah, fatigue in your body, fatigue in your, in, your, in your brain or whatnot, but it's also is going to cause you to not even be able to complete certain tasks correctly. So bringing me to the um, next point here, point number three, less movement, right? When we get, when we don't get enough rest, what happens is that we have less movement and our brain functionalities won't work at an optimal level. You're going to realize if you go to bed at one o'clock in the morning and you know you have to wake up at eight o'clock for a class, once you read that class, your brain is not functioning the way that it ought to. It's going to make you feel like as if you're so slow. The teacher is probably saying something so simple, but it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like it's a different language that she is saying this um, this material to you. And so it's so important for us to get rest. Now, you know, if you're playing close attention, when I'm saying rest, you know, you're thinking about sleep. I already said the term sleep, right? So rest, sleep is, in fact, underneath rest in the natural, right, in the natural realm. When we think of rest, we are thinking of sleep, or at least we're thinking about um. You know, being in a place where we're not surrounded by things that remind us of work <laughs> or by things that remind us of stress. Correct. But um, in the word of God, rest is even more than that. Rest is not just for the physical body, but this type of rest, you know, is important for us to have because it also help us to rejuvenate our um you know, rejuvenate and repair our physical body, but it also, as well, nurtures our soul and our spirit. Now, I want to go ahead and quickly share this, this, um, this source, this detail that I received from Healthline, and according to Healthline, this is what it says about sleep, okay, the activity um, you and I do to be able to function properly in this physical world. According to Healthline, it says sleep keeps us healthy and functioning well, all right? It lets your body and brain repair, restore, and re-energize. If you don't get enough sleep, you might experience side effects like poor memory, we talked about that, and focus, weakened immunity, and mood changes, all right? It says most adults need seven to nine hours of sleep each day. It says seven to nine. Some of us were sleeping only five hours uh, a night, right? Or some of some of us were probably just sleeping four hours, and that is not good at all. And then we say to ourselves, "Why am I so grumpy? Or why, you know, why if, am I um, experiencing these mood swings? Or why is this person getting on my nerve?" It may not be the other person. It may just be, in fact, because you did not sleep enough. Now, I want to pay attention to the spiritual aspect right, of rest. Now, this was the physical aspect, but I want to pay attention to the spiritual aspect of rest. You see, the Bible lets us know that Jesus is our Sabbath rest. It also lets us know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. One of the things you're going to realize when you have not gotten enough rest, especially Let's let let's go ahead quickly again to the physical aspect. One of the things that you're gonna notice that happens to you when you did not sleep enough is that you tend to um, be yeah you tend to be grumpy. Uh, you tend to be not in a good mood, and oftentimes when you're not in a good mood, that means you're not at peace. You're either worried about something. You you know you have a lot going on in your mind and so forth. But however. The Bible lets us know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And, I, and that just got me thinking. While I was trying to um, prepare for tonight's episode, I said to myself, you know, you know, it's very... I'm not going to say very, but it's pretty much um, impossible, rather, for you to have someone who has peace and they don't have rest. I'm going to pause right there. It's very much so impossible for someone to have peace and not have rest. You have to have peace in order to have rest and you have to have rest in order to have peace. Hmm. And the Bible shows us clearly that Jesus is both. He is both the Sabbath rest and he's also the Prince of peace. He is the Prince of peace. He is the one that grants peace, that gives peace. He is peace itself, right? And so I said to myself, this is so crucial for us to understand as brothers and sisters in christ as believers as christians as members in the body of christ you know sometimes we tend to get lost in the things of this world we tend to uh fill our mind with news with social media with the you know any anything but you know seeking peace right who is peace again jesus seeking rest who is rest again jesus you see it's important for you to sleep it's important for me to sleep but the rest that jesus provides it take care of everything right meaning it gives us that uh that that strength it gives us that grace to be able to have peace in mind and it gives us that grace too um to be able to have you know peace in our soul and it gives us that grace to not even worry for example uh, if you perhaps have pain in your body, right? Although you have pain in your body, but if you have peace, right, which is Jesus, He is able to just allow you to just, you know, dwell on His peace to the point where there are times where the pain feels less excruciating to the point where you don't even feel the pain, and at times, Jesus and His, Jesus and His, in His, um his goodness, what happens is that he actually heals you. The more you just saturate yourself in his presence, the more you recognize that he is peace himself. You may have, been, you may have had a type of pain in your body. You may have been emotionally distressed. But once you um, enter that rest, right, which is Jesus, once you spend time with the Lord, you begin to realize you do not feel that emotional distress. You do not feel that pain that you had in your arm, or whatnot, wherever part of your body that you had pain prior to coming into the presence of God and so this is what I want to go ahead and share next um we're not going to be reading this whole passage today but I just want to go ahead and highlight this uh, passage to you Luke 6 I strongly recommend you that after this episode um you can go ahead and just meditate on Luke 6 read the entire chapter again Jesus is the Sabbath rest Remember what we said in the beginning of the episode? We said actually two things, not one. All right. So the title of the episode is basically two titles in one. The first part is you can't, you can't receive unless you can't receive more, excuse me, unless you rest. The second part is you can't do more unless you rest. Both are correct. And I want to go ahead and show an example to you all from the scriptures, If you open your Bible pages to Luke 6, verse 12 to 13, you're going to notice what it means, right? When we say here, you can't do more unless you rest. Go ahead and open your Bible pages to Luke 6, verse 12 to 13. Again, I'm reading the New International Version. The New International Version. All right. Let me go ahead and read it for you all. It says one of those days jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to god when the morning came he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them whom he also designated apostles all right if you go ahead and read further down Um, from the two scriptures that i just read which is uh again verses 12 to 13 if you continue reading you will notice that after he gave them the authority he told them to go ahead and do these type of uh he told them, uh, go ahead to do these type of assignments, right? So he basically are telling, he was telling the apostles to do exactly what he was able to do to heal the sick, right? To cast out demons, etc., etc. But what I want you all to pay attention to is verse 12, where it says, One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. Jesus left his surrounding and he went on the mountainside to pray to God this type of activity that jesus did right when he moved from this environment to this other environment where there is no noise there is no distractions there is no um uh, what can i say here there is no like there is no pressure there is no outside forces that is able to um that is able to oppress him he went to the mountain top excuse me mountainside went to the mountainside somewhere that was quiet somewhere that did not have other people who may see him he was to himself with the father and he was praying to his father I want for you all to just picture that in your mind if you picture that in your mind you will notice that it's a restful state you will notice that it's a restful state so here When we see this in action, we recognize that even prayer, when you go ahead and take time to pray, you are taking time to rest. Praying is resting spiritually. I'm going to say this again praying is resting spiritually. And the Lord Jesus, he understood that. And almost, yeah, you can say almost right after he did that is when the Bible lets us know that he went ahead in the morning, he called his disciples in the morning he calls his disciple and chose 12 of them excuse me um i went ahead and said that um, afterwards he went ahead and gave them the authority but he did not do so as of yet um but however this is when he went ahead and chose the 12 of them So Jesus knew that once he chose the 12 of them, that he was about to embark on a whole journey with these disciples. Like he was about to uh, not just um, be friends with these disciples, but he was about to train these disciples later on. He was about to model for these disciples everything that they would have to do once he, you know, goes through his death, his crucifixion, and his resurrection. His crucifixion, excuse me, and his resurrection. And then his ascension. And so, Jesus knew the importance of prayer because he knew that when when he prayed to his father, he would be at a restful state. He would be calm. Like, he wouldn't... um, be tempted to do things he wouldn't be tempted to sin like he wouldn't be afraid but praying to the father would keep him in a calm state praying to the father would keep him a strong keep him focused and that is where i want for us to head to tonight i want you to understand resting in a spiritual sense as well not just resting when you go to sleep not just resting when you're having a massage not just resting when you're having a bubble bath but i want you if you did not know before that resting is when you're spending time with jesus or with yahweh right our father our father god with the holy spirit in prayer (laughs) now if we can go ahead and uh open our bible pages to john 15 verse 4 I want to go ahead and show you again where this comes into play. This is a great example, and honestly, this one I feel that is both um, supporting supporting both of these uh, statements. You can't do more unless you rest, and you can't receive more unless you rest. And again, is John 15 verse 4. I'll go ahead and read it in the New International Version. This is Jesus speaking. He says remain in me as i also remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me you can literally change the word remain for this for this purpose and put the word rest let's go ahead and read the scripture with the word rest rest in me as i so and as i also excuse me rest in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it must rest in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you rest in me wow let's go ahead and read it again in the normal version with the word remain remain in me as i also remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Literally, Jesus is saying, if we are not resting in him, and if we're not allowing, if we're not resting in him, you know, we will not bear good fruit. We will not be able to bear fruit. How can we rest then, or how can we remain then in Jesus? The same model that he did for us even in chapter um, six in Luke that we just read, verses twelve to thirteen, he went out and prayed to his father. When you and I pray, prayer is keeping us in connection to Holy Trinity. It's keeping us to remain in God. Have you ever done this? Have you ever checked yourself and you spent a whole like let's say you spent even like one to three days without prayer? Do you feel a close connection to God? Yeah, you may be a believer, you may be saved, you may have the Holy Spirit residing in you because, again, you are a Christian. However, you're going to notice that it feels as if God is not there even though the bible tells us he says he will never leave us nor forsake us especially that since we have chosen jesus as lord and savior and we have been given that stamp of approval or that or that stamp that's guaranteeing our salvation which is holy spirit that resides in us when we tend to spend long periods of time without prayer it does feel that it does feel like we are disconnected to God, it does feel as if we're not even Christians. It does feel as if, uh, you know, it's more easier for you to fall into temptation. It does feel as if you're you're being now very much so uh, close to be conformed uh, by the things of this world. How come? Because you're not being disciplined anymore right you're not being disciplined in, in 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 the ways that you are pursuing the lord you're not reading your bible anymore you're not praying anymore you're not spending time in worship uh you're not going to church to fellowship with other brothers and sisters so that way they can keep you accountable or they can hold you accountable and so prayer is is resting is a spiritual rest it keeps us engaged with god it keeps us to remain in god and when you keep on praying and when you keep on reading your word when you keep on worshiping the lord this is what jesus mean mean when he says remain in me if you remain in me you will bear fruit right it says neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me and so jesus saying listen jlp if you do not remain in me you won't be able to bear fruit It says no branch can bear fruit by itself. Jesus lets us know that he is a vine and you and I, we are the branches. And he's saying no branch can bear fruit by itself. And so pretty much if we are not taking responsibility to keep our relationship with God as first priority and also to remain disciplined by practicing the disciplines of faith, which is you need to pray, you need to worship the Lord, you need to read your Bible. You need to fellowship with other believers. Then, if you go ahead and continue to read that um, chapter, I'm not going to go ahead and share other verses for, 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 time, for the time being. But, there's a part in, in, in that passage, and perhaps you may find it in the other uh, gospels. Where he literally says that uh, the, the branch that does not bear any fruit, that they will be cut off. Okay, that they will be cut off. And that shows you the danger um, and the the side effect, the huge side effect of not having rest. Let's quickly go back to the physical aspect of rest. For someone to go 72 hours without rest, that's very dangerous. That person could end up dying, right? That person's brain could end up just shutting down because it has not rested. Or that person could end up having a cardiac arrest. And so too, spiritually, when we're not resting, meaning when we're not praying to God, when we're not reading his word, when we're not worshiping him, Jesus, right, in the word, in scripture, he says that those branches will be cut off. Hmm. Those branches will be cut off. In a, and hopefully in a future episode, I'll go ahead and just explain that further but for this time being i just wanted to just show you the gravity of how important it is for us to see and recognize that jesus is our sabbath rest he is our rest and we must remain in him and i wanted to also show you how resting as well just like sleep is rest to our bodies prayer as well is rest to our spirit it allows us to be connected to um, our Father, it allows us to be connected to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and it also allows us to know the mind of Christ and to operate in the mind of Christ and as well to know the times and the seasons. So that way, when certain things are happening in the world, we don't have to be like the world and become very anxious and, um, you know, feel crazy. We could remain calm and know that our Father will take care of us. Our Father, He will protect us from time, you know, during times of danger, right? Amen. I want to go ahead now and just focus on the second part of this episode, the second part of the title of this episode, which is you can't receive more unless uh, you rest. You can't receive more unless you rest. For this part, I want to go ahead and share very quickly um, an aspect of the story of uh, Mary Magdalene and Martha. And I've shared this before in a past episode, but it's very important for me to share it again for this episode. Um, If you have your Bible again, open it to Luke 10, verse 41 to 42. And this is Jesus speaking. All right. Um, It says here. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is best better and it will not be taken away from her it's very important for you to highlight um the latter part of verse 42 it says mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken a- be taken from her or taken away from her wow and so you here you have martha that's keep looking at everything that is untidy everything that is not done yada 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 and then you he- here you have Mary just doing this one activity right pouring her her price uh, perfume to anoint the lord and 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 cleaning his uh his feet with the perfume and also with her hair all right and you're saying to yourself wow the lord is saying that she has chosen uh, what is better better here is very strong is a very strong term it's a very strong term you know like the lord didn't even say good he didn't even say, Mary has chosen what is good. No, he said, Mary has chosen what is better. So that shows us it has a lot of weight, okay? That shows it has a lot of weight. And the fact that he says that um, it will not be taken away from her, that shows the the lifespan as well. And so it shows that what Mary did, right? It's not it's not even in itself the perfume that moved the heart of Christ, but it was Mary's very heart the very reason why she did it that moved the heart of christ and that what and that's what caused jesus to say it will not be taken away from her meaning that what she has done and um what she has received from him right which is honor which is forgiveness of sin what she has done will not be taken away from her and that is why it's better also there's so many there's so much weight i have to exaggerate here because it's so important i want you to get this Now this would have never happened to Mary if she was acting the same way as Martha. You see Martha was so occupied about everything that was going wrong in that environment even even if nothing was going wrong in the sense like, you know, people were getting hurt, you know, etc. But in this sense, she was getting stressed out because it seems like the house was out of order. It seems like she didn't have a helping hand in the kitchen uh, to, to either cook or to wash the dishes, right? And so she's not at a restful state. Ma- Martha is not at a restful state. Martha is panicking. It's like she's having a panic attack. But Mary, you can see her demeanor. You can see that she is calm and collected, and she's spending time with Jesus. She's resting before Jesus because she knows that Jesus is her rest. Jesus is the one that has given her peace and freedom. Right, Great blessings that she did not have before prior because she was was living a sinful life. She was bound by sin. She was bound by the things of the world. She did not have an encounter with Christ. So she didn't even know what true freedom was, what true joy was, what true peace was. But because now she has rested in the presence of Jesus Christ, she rested in the presence of Jesus Christ to receive that freedom from sin, freedom, right? To have her sins forgiven so she could receive freedom, she has entered rest. She is at a restful state. Her mind is not all over the place. She doesn't have a mental deficit. She doesn't have a mental health crisis. Her mind is at rest. She herself, emotionally, she's at rest. Amen? It seems like everything about Mary, because she found Jesus, everything about her is now in equilibrium she does not have an imbalanced life she doesn't have an imbalanced uh personality amen but clearly we could see martha she is she is not right right here like she's again she's anxious she's stressed out she's not she doesn't have peace she is not calm you could tell she doesn't have any joy either because um if you continue to read the other verses in luke 10 after, um, yeah, if you continue to read the um, previous verses in Luke 10, um, prior to this one, prior to verses 41 and 42, you'll realize that Martha is even mad at Mary. But she's expressing the frustration that she has towards Mary, almost to the Lord Jesus and saying, you know, Lord, why is she not helping me? <laughs> you know, why is she not helping me? Why is she spending time with you doing nothing? And, and, and Martha eyes, right? Mary was not doing a thing. But in Jesus' eyes, Mary was doing everything. And that is why you can't receive more unless you rest. Some of us, we think what we're doing is like we're doing everything, right? To get one prize, to get one goal, to reach, yeah, to get one prize, to get one goal, to reach that next step. But yet God himself, Jesus himself is saying to us, you know, you're you're, you're not doing, you're not doing anything. You're not. The main thing you should be doing is seeking me. The main thing you should be be doing is resting in me. Once you rest in me, as we read prior in in John 15 verse 4, Jesus is saying, once you rest in me, then you can bear the fruit. But many of us, what we're doing, we're doing it backwards. We're saying, okay, I'm going to bear the fruit. And once I bear the fruit, God is going to be proud of me. Then I can go ahead and rest in him. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. This is not the way you do it. You have to rest in me first in order to receive more. You have to rest in me first in order to receive more. If we think about it, Matthew 6, verse 33, you can see that element. You can see that, you know, see that in play as well there in Matthew 6, verse 33. He says, Seek ye first his righteousness in his kingdom, and all these things shall be added unto you. So literally, even in Matthew 6, verse 33, Jesus saying, look, if you do not seek my rest, my kingdom, because when we're seeking his kingdom, that means we're also seeking his rest. We're seeking his peace. We're seeking his righteousness. We're seeking all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. All of these elements make up the kingdom of God. So he's saying, if you're not seeking these things first. There, you, you know, you shouldn't even be focusing on the latter part because you're not going to be able to receive the latter part anyways. Because the latter part will only come if you do the, the first part. See, God, he has principles set in place. God has his laws set in place. And if you um, by any chance are familiar with my website, I wrote a blog a few years ago um, that's called the, the Nature's Inside Out Law right nature's inside out law i strongly recommend you to go ahead and visit our website jlpnetwork.com again www.jlpnetwork.com i strongly believe you will be blessed by this blog post it really just opened up our mind to see that many times the kingdom of god is the opposite of the world the kingdom of god is the opposite of the world and the world maybe someone would tell you okay go go make that." go make that bag right meaning go make that money and then once you make that money once you you know you hustle hard then you could play then you could rest but in the kingdom of god he's literally saying rest first rest first then receive but in our carnal mind we see it as uh uh-uh, i can't do that there's no way i'm going to see results but jesus is saying i'm telling you not only will you see results But I can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or imagine. Literally, my father will give you the kingdom. Literally. Amen. And so it was very important for me to just share that with you. And uh, to quickly go ahead and uh, share this last um, point with you with the scriptures to go ahead and just draw a close to this episode. I hope that you are being greatly encouraged. Um, at this time and again if you love this episode and if you love our previous ones go ahead and leave us a review on apple podcast i really appreciate it when you do that more people will know this podcast meaning they will have more access to be encouraged just like you're being encouraged and they will also know these biblical principles and truth so that they could live an abundant life they could live life to the fullest according to god's word you will see this at play as well in first kings 19 verse one to eight um when it comes to you can't receive more unless you rest the prophet uh, uh, elijah he was having a moment okay he was having an episode where he trusted god he you know he did everything that god told him to do he saw great victories but however he reached a point where it seems as if he forgot who god was in a way He knows that God is with him, but it's like he felt like what he was hoping for God to do, God didn't do. And so now he's like, what's going on? And so he began to kind of like feel discouraged, but also a little bit doubtful. If you go ahead and open your Bible pages to 1 Kings um, 19, verse 1 to 8. Let me go ahead and just quickly go ahead and turn my Bible pages as well. All right. All right. First King, verse, first Kings 19, verse one to eight. All right, I'm going to quickly go ahead and read it, y'all. So first King 19, verse one to eight, it says, Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me be it ever so severely if by this time tomorrow i do not make your life like that of one of them elijah was afraid and ran for his life when he came to beersheba in judah he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness he came to a broom bush sat down under it and prayed that he might die i have had enough lord i want to pause right right here okay i want to pause right here in verse 4 He says, I had enough, Lord. So, literally, he's frustrated. And when you're frustrated, most of the time when you're frustrated is because you already stressed. You're overstressed. So, someone who's overstressed is not someone who is at a restful state. It's not someone who um, is, is calm, right? It's not someone who is relaxed. So, we could see that Elijah seems here to be experiencing some type of burnout. Like, he overworked. Like, he didn't pause. Okay if we like the very first verses tells us you know all of the things that Elijah was doing it's like he was doing it back at it back at it like nonstop. stop it's, it's like he didn't give himself a chance to pause and to rest um in the presence of God yes he hears from the Lord but it seems like you know he didn't have a time to rest okay all right so let's go ahead and continue to read verse four um And then it says here, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. Yes, we read that. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Verse 5, then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. Um, Let me pause right quick here too. You could tell that he was very exhausted. So he's exhausted both physically and he's also exhausted um, emotionally as well. And so he once he once he laid down under the bush, boom, like the, the sleep just came. Because his body um, is already fatigued to the point where if he just closed his eyes, now he's going to fall asleep. And then continuing on to verse 5, the latter part of verse 5, it says, All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. Get up and eat he looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water he ate and drank and then lay down again i'm gonna pause right there so when it came to the reference that i made in regards to jesus when he was praying on the mountainside jesus was praying we learned that prayer is a spiritual type of resting and here we see that the angel was able to understand too that elijah he was fatigued he perhaps was even hydrated because again it said that you know on his journey right and so the angel knew that because he is a human being still though he's a powerful man of god who is anointed right to do wonders by god's grace he is still a human nonetheless he's not an angel so he does get tired his body needs nutrients and so the angel knew that what was going on? The way that he was able to just have Elijah to calm down was to was to give him some food. You know, some of us were the same way. If you spend a day without food, it's like you're gonna fight everybody that you see, right? Or you're gonna um, just yell at certain people. We shouldn't do that, though, y'all. Like we shouldn't do that as Christians. But you get the point. Um, yeah. So, so it's it's, it's kind of similar to what was going on with Elijah too, to a certain degree. Um, And continuation, verse seven, the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. Wow. I'm going to read it again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. Verse eight. So he got up and ate and drank strengthened by that food you see that y'all strengthened by that food he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached her the mountain of god there he went into the cave and spent the night wow that right there is so powerful elijah was just so low in energy to the point where he was low in energy both physically, as I said, and I believe also emotionally because he was overstressed. Because, again, um, Jezebel was getting on his last nerve trying to get him killed. And so instead of, you know, Jezebel killing him, he went and said and prayed to God say you know, kill me instead. I, you know, even if you kill me because I belong to you, I know that I will find rest with you anyways. Right. Wherever God is. Right. Wherever God is in his kingdom. But what I want for us to pay attention to is that he was just so overstressed, tired, exhausted, had poor energy or low energy. That the angel himself fed Elijah twice, not once, twice, which is very important. And the scripture tells us that he did so because he said to Elijah, for the journey is too much for you. For the journey is too much for you. When you see journey here too much... I want you guys to pay attention to the journey and as well as too much for you. Too much means it's it's way more than you perhaps expected it would be. And in the journey, it's not just going to be filled with certain, you know, with a few disappointments. But God in the journey is going to um cause you to do some great things. There are certain assignments. They are great, but it's going to require you to have strength. It's going to require to for you to have focus, to have sharpness of the mind. It's going to require you to have knowledge and wisdom. And the angel understood that. And that is why he fed Elijah twice. And he told him, not only did he feed Elijah, but he said, get up. Because he could tell that Elijah would have, was at a low state. And at times when you and I, we find ourselves at a low state, we do not want to move. And he had to move because the bible says here he had to travel 40 days now some of us were saying oh god give me this opportunity oh god open this door for me oh god give me this partnership oh god give me this relationship but you did not make any time to rest so if you did not make any time to rest how are you going to successfully execute when you are given that opportunity, when you are given that relationship, or perhaps when God tells you himself to go to that opportunity, because sometimes God is not gonna make the opportunity come to you, but he's gonna say, go to the opportunity. I'm gonna send you here. I'm gonna send you here. And that was the case with Elijah. He had to travel the 40 days to do what it is that the Lord was gonna go ahead and let him do. Because after the 40 days, as the scripture says, right in verse 7 it says that he reached up the mountain of God like he had an appointment with God there and perhaps while he was there with God God was giving him the strategies God was giving him the assignments what he had to do before he had to go ahead and you know retire or you know yeah retire from um from what he was doing before or maybe he had to give whatever whatever assignment that the Lord gave him and transfer it to somebody else which is Elisha amen and so I'm going to close right here. I hope and pray that you were greatly encouraged by this episode. Um, if you love this episode and you would love for me to speak on topics at, in relations to this, please go ahead and give us uh, a review on Apple Podcasts, as I said. And I'm, you know, I'm just looking forward to read your feedback. And also, if you love this episode and you would love for it to become a YouTube video, if you are a visual learner, please go ahead and let me know as well. You can go ahead and reach out to me um, via my Instagram at is underscore underscore JLP. Or you could also reach out to me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash JLP network. If you have not yet connected with us on social media or liked our pages, I strongly recommend you to do so because on there you will continue to receive encouragement and as well as um, Christian content, faithful content that will help you to build up your faith. And it will also help you and encourage you uh, to live life to the fullest. Encourage, challenge, and inspire you to live life to the fullest. Thank you so much for spending your night with me. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, take care. Peace out.